Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast, a collection of healthy chats to motivate, inspire, and teach you to live your healthiest, happiest, and most confident life ever. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Life with MJ podcast. I am super excited to have you joining me again today and I'm also super excited about today's episode topic. Girls, if you struggle with your menstrual cycle, if you feel like either the entire month is always just a roller coaster ride of emotions up and down and you just feel like you never know whether you're coming or going and you feel like there's only about one week of the month where you do feel on top of your shit, or you just occasionally have the odd period where it just really knocks you for six, whatever it is that causes you to feel like you struggle with your menstrual cycle, this episode is for you. I am going to teach you how to turn your menstrual cycle into the superpower it actually is. Because let's face it, Our bodies, our female bodies are bloody incredible. They do a lot. They go through a lot and we feel it. But if we learn how to work with what's going on inside our bodies that's causing us to feel the way that we do, instead of having those moments where we feel down and out when our hormones are raging and we're just feeling like we just can't even compute a simple thought, Or when you feel like you've just got zero energy, you're bloated, you don't want to talk to anybody, all you want to do is curl up in a ball and eat sugar, whatever it is, I'm going to teach you how to use that entire roller coaster ride as a superpower and actually get the most out of yourself at every stage in your cycle. Because if we really do fall victim to our menstrual cycles and let them control us, it's not really something that we can stop. Like, whether you're on contraception or not, we are on, we're on a cycle and our bodies are going to go through those hormonal changes, whether we like it or not. So we either learn to use them and work with them and get the most out of them, or we live a life where at least two weeks out of every month, so two out of four weeks, we end up being down and out and not getting the most out of ourselves. And that's not a life we want to live. And it certainly isn't a life that I want to see you girls live. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to break down all of the different stages of our menstrual cycles and talk about what's actually happening in our bodies in each stage and what we should be doing in those particular stages to get the most out of ourselves so that every month, instead of just having weeks that are complete write-offs all of the time, we're actually going to be productive in every stage of our cycle and therefore get more out of ourselves overall in life. So grab a pen and paper if you feel like you want to take notes for this one. I love making episodes that you girls can take notes on and actively learn from. So hopefully this one is one of those for you as well. So think of your cycle, firstly, let's paint a picture. Think of your cycle as an actual circle. So you're starting at the top of the circle and you are going, you're traveling around the circle from top to bottom and then back to the top again. So think of, you're starting off at the top of the circle, you're traveling down, you're feeling 
starting to feel yuck as you go down towards the bottom of the circle. And then as you come back to the circle, again, you're starting to feel good again. That's kind of like how the menstrual cycle happens. So think of it like a circle like that. And we're going to break down the different stages. So there's four different stages, obviously, which works out perfectly because each stage lasts for roughly a week. And that's how long our cycle goes for. So by the end of this, you're going to have a really good, well-rounded understanding of your menstrual cycle, how you should expect to feel in each stage of it and what to do to get the most out of yourself in each stage. Now, I do also want to acknowledge, I know everyone is different. All of our bodies are different. We all feel different things. We experience things in different ways. We all have different conditions and issues with our bodies. That means not every single one of you is going to listen to this episode and be like, yep, I can do that. Because I do know that there's a lot of situations where it's not quite that simple. Like extreme pain, things like endometriosis, really bad situations that can arise from PCOS and other conditions. I get that. And if that if you are someone who suffers from a chronic condition that does affect your menstrual cycle, still listen to this episode and get as much out of it as you can because I can guarantee there are some tips I'm going to give you in each of these stages that will enable you to at least feel better and get more out of yourself than you currently might be. So no matter what you're experiencing when it comes to your menstrual cycle, this will be beneficial for you. So let's start at obviously the most obvious part of the cycle, your period. The most uncomfortable, the, the least fun part. Obviously, when we are on our period, that is when our bodies are releasing a hormone called progesterone, which is what causes the lining of the uterus to shed, which is what makes us bleed. Delicious. You knew that. But what also has to happen for progesterone in our bodies to be high is estrogen and testosterone need to be low. What that does is it crashes your energy levels. It stops your brain from wanting to function properly. And that's more often than not the reason that when we're on our period, we feel lethargic, we feel just there, like you can't even put two thoughts together. And you really just don't want to socialize because socializing causes you to think about things that are outside of your own head. And that's hard when you've got zero energy. So whenever you are on your period, if you are feeling like, oh my God, I just cannot life today, don't get down on yourself is probably one of the most important things I can point out there. Do not get into this mindset of thinking that you've got to overperform and be this perfect human when you're on your period because your hormones are literally operating in the opposite way. Like your body is literally just not functioning the way it needs to for you to be on top of your game. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to be on top of your game because the more pressure you put on top of yourself to be something you're not actually supposed to be at that time, the worse you're going to feel about yourself and then it just becomes this downward spiral of self-frustration that's completely unnecessary. So what I want you to do when you're on your period is just allow yourself to chill. Like honestly, just allow yourself to be like, you know what, I'm on my period. I'm just going to ride this wave. Just chill. Have a look back. Reflect on reflect on the month that's just been, things that you did, things that you achieved, things that maybe you wanted to achieve but you didn't and maybe use this time to just actually sit down and think about what could you have maybe done better? What could you do better in the next cycle? 
because as we go through these four stages, you're going to understand what I mean about that because you're going to be setting yourself up for the next cycle each time and you're going to get better and better at it every time as well. So reflect back on the past few weeks, have a look and think, you know, what could I have done differently to maybe do this scenario better, achieve this thing better, whatever it is, try journaling. This can be a really great time to journal because your brain is feeling very foggy, very flustered, very muddled. And journaling can actually really help you to categorize and organize your thoughts and get them out of your head, which can reduce your stress levels and ease any anxiety that you might be feeling from overwhelm and feeling like you just can't process thoughts right now. If you get them out on paper, it actually makes it easier to process them. So it can really help you. And just be okay with not going over and above with physical activity. If you're not feeling up to exercising right now, don't stress yourself out. The same goes for socializing. If you feel like if you're getting offers to go out and socialize and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, I just cannot right now, don't feel like a bad human. Because honestly, if that's if that's the way you're feeling, it's because of the, the way your hormones in your body are at the moment. It's making you feel that way. It's making it feel very difficult for you to compute or comprehend the thought of going out and socializing. So don't feel like a bad person for not wanting to socialize. Even if you do go out and socialize, but you feel like you don't want to, it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because that's just where your body's at right now. It will pass. Don't stress. Now, food cravings. This is going to be a big one. Because your energy levels are low and your brain function is diminished, it's like this trigger inside our body. It's, it's, it's a response our bodies naturally have to low energy and it's, it's a craving for fast energy. So basically your body is going to scream at you for anything fast energy, namely sugar. You're going to crave the chocolate. You're going to crave anything that's loaded with sugar or fatty, salty, anything comfort food style. The reason for that is because you're not feeling very comfortable right now. You're not feeling very comfortable. Your body is not in its most comfortable state and it wants to get comfortable. It wants a release of happy, feel-good hormones because it's lacking those at the moment. So it's going to ask you for food that gives you that fast release of dopamine and happy, feel-good hormones. Being mindful of this is going to help you control your cravings because you're not just going to think, oh my God, I'm craving food, I better have it. You can be mindful and say, okay, I'm craving this fast energy comfort food because I'm on my period. If you don't want to eat the fast energy unhealthy comfort food, at least now you can say, all right, what else can I do that's going to make me feel comfortable that isn't necessarily junk food? So, Maybe there's another another something else that you opt for, like maybe instead of having a bowl of chocolate custard, you go and make yourself some nice protein oats with berries or something like that. Thinking of healthy alternatives. I actually do quite a bit of content around healthy alternatives for less healthy foods as well. So you can check out my Instagram uh, and my Facebook and my TikTok. I'll link my Instagram in the show notes for you, of course. But yes, the main thing here is to understand that your body is going to crave sugary, less healthy comfort style foods. And if you don't want to be putting those in your body, it's really handy to be mindful that that is why you're craving those foods and that it's probably a good idea to seek a more nutrient dense alternative. And the reason for that is because sugar and processed fats, processed carbs, they're very inflammatory foods. 
They cause an increased inflammation in our bodies. They don't have very many nutrients in them and they're a very fast digesting energy source, which means they're going to spike your energy levels and then your energy is going to crash. So you're going to feel even worse than you did before you ate it. And that's not what you want to do to yourself when you're on your period. You're already at a bit of a loss here because you're on your period. You're already not feeling great. You don't want to make yourself feel worse by pumping yourself with unhealthy, fast processing foods and then, yeah, feel worse when they go out of your system. So be mindful that the more nutrients you can put in your body and the more slow release energy, like low GI energy you can give your body right now, the better you're going to feel on your period when technically you're going to be feeling your worst. So just be really mindful of that as well. And then let's dive deeper into exercise here. So I do get this question a lot from girls is what's the best way to exercise when you're on your period? And to be completely truthful with you, this is unique for everyone. So for me personally, I don't really suffer a lot with my period. I'm quite lucky. I never really suffered major cramps or any huge kind of setbacks in the way that I feel. Um, I get the odd bloating and a few cramps here and there, but it's never anything that stops me from exercising to my normal capacity. So if you're someone who has your period and you're just like, oh, I literally forget I've even got it. Like I'm literally putting my hand in the air right now. I actually sometimes have forgotten that I've got my period. But if you're someone who does feel that way, go for gold. Exercise as much as you feel like you can to the intensity that you feel like you can. Like keep up exactly what you have been doing. If you feel capable of that, go for it. Because at the end of the day, what's best for your body is what feels best for your body. So if you're like, yep, I could go and leg press my max weight right now. I could go and do a full 30 minute HIIT workout, no trouble. Go for it. No one, no one is going to stop you and no one should stop you because if that's what you feel up to, then obviously your body is coping really well. Go for it. Then of course, there's varying levels of how you're going to feel. So if you suffer from a lot of bloating, if you suffer from a lot of cramps, if you suffer from a lot of fatigue, maybe you're going to want to pull back the reins a bit. Maybe the thought of doing a HIIT workout right now just makes you want to curl up in a ball. Then that's okay. If you don't feel up to it, don't, don't take that as weakness or laziness. Don't feel yourself feeling lethargic and literally feeling fatigued in your body because you're on your period and then get frustrated at yourself because you can't whip out the most intense 30-minute workout you've ever done. That's not what your body is supposed to be doing right now. If you're not feeling up to it, don't panic. Do what you feel capable of. So in this time, things like walking, swimming, yoga, Pilates, even just stretching, maybe you might be up for a light cycle or a jog, something else, rollerblading even, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be an all-out gym session or HIIT workout or something massively intense. Do whatever you feel capable of and comfortable with doing at the time because that's what's going to help your body thrive more is not pushing yourself past your comfort levels in that stage. So that's your period. That's basically stage one. So we're at the bottom of the circle here pretty much. All right, now once you've had your period, that week is done and stage two is the follicular stage. So when we're in the follicular stage, that's when our bodies are releasing what is called follicular stimulating hormone or FSH. This one is what actually causes the egg containing follicles that are in our ovaries to release the egg that goes down and it plants itself in the uterus and waits for us to get pregnant which obviously 
isn't happening at these moments. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about here today. But estrogen and testosterone, which were low in the previous week, are now starting to elevate. So you're going to start feeling your energy come back. Your mood's going to start to increase. Your libido is going to pick back up. And your brain function is going to start coming back to the party. So you're going to start being able to think a bit more clearly. You're going to have the energy to go out and socialize and do things. You're going to feel like you're coming back to life. Now, the follicular stage is actually a great stage to start organizing, brainstorming, planning and thinking of things that you want to start getting done in the next few weeks before your next period. Because this is where your brain's going to be at its most clear it's most, uh, I guess, creative would be the word that we're looking for. It's a great time to plan catch-ups with friends because you're gonna, your brain is going to be firing, so you're going to be very present with your friends. You're going to be able to be really there and enjoy the moment and really be fully yourself, not feel like a closed-off version of yourself. Um, big work meetings, big things that are opportunities for you. It's a great time to book these in. If you can, obviously, we don't always have control over those, but, you know, being aware that this is a great time to do it is really handy because your brain is going to be firing and it's going to be, like I said, at its most creative, its most thoughtful and its most ready to plan. Like you're going to start feeling yourself kind of stepping into like that that creative stage where you're kind of really coming up with all these ideas and you just really want to get things organized, but you're not actually really physically taking the action on it just yet. Now, in the follicular stage, healthy eating is going to be a little bit easier to stick to. So your cravings for sugar and things like that are going to start to diminish. I highly recommend as soon as you come out of your period and you notice those sugar cravings dissipating, snap straight back into your healthy eating full full tilt. I, when I'm coaching my FitFam girls through their periods or whenever they ask me questions about this, I will always say to them, always make sure that no matter what stage of your cycle you're in, that you're feeding your body the most amount of unprocessed nutrient-dense foods that you can because that is always going to be the way to help you feel best through everything that you go through, particularly the cycles of your menstrual cycle. But obviously, you know, give or take a few times throughout the week whenever you're on your period you know sometimes you just reach for that chalky you know and hey that's fine it's not the end of the world but those cravings are going to start to diminish as you come into your follicular stage so it's going to be a lot easier to sort of put the chalky on the back shelf so if you really are trying to be mindful of the amount of processed sugars and things that go into your body be a bit less hard on yourself in that period week but then for the rest of the weeks really start to understand that your body doesn't really actually need those sugars right now. It's coming, your, your hormones are balancing back out. Your energy levels are naturally coming back up. Your happiness levels are coming back up. So you're just not, you're not going to crave those foods for the same reasons. So yeah, it's easier to put them in the back of the shelf for a bit there. Now, exercise at a higher intensity is going to feel easier as well. So now it's a good time to start pushing yourself in your workouts again. If you did pull back when you were on your period, which it's not, not only is it a great boost for motivation, but it's a really great way to just keep that 
keep your fitness wheels turning essentially because it can be really easy to get into a slump if you are someone who pulls back when you're on your period and you just don't have it in you to exercise and you be okay with that it can be very easy to come out of your period and sort of take a little bit longer to get back into the routine of exercising at a higher intensity again so being mindful of the fact that hey we're off our period now body's coming back to life let's pick these exercises back up it can really kick that motivation back in for you so but again you know as much as you feel whatever you feel is the right intensity for you and I'm always telling you push as much as you can because that's how you get that's how you improve obviously so that is your follicular stage. So stage three is ovulation, which is obviously we know what ovulation means, but let's talk through what's actually happening in the body and what we should be doing throughout this stage and what we should expect to feel. So obviously ovulation is the top of the circle. So we've gone through the period and then we've gone, which is the bottom of the circle, and then we've gone through the follicular stage, which is halfway up. Now we're at the top of the circle. We are on top of the world right now. It is the peak. An egg has been released from the follicle in the ovary. It's in the uterus. Estrogen and testosterone are at their peak. You are feeling like a queen. This is where you really step into your power. Doesn't it suck that this only lasts for one week of the whole cycle? I mean, hormonally, if you really wanted to take control of your mindset, which is a whole different topic, but you really could make yourself feel this way the whole time throughout your cycle but this is where your hormones are like yep we are on and your sex drive is going to be at its peak as well everything is great you are going to feel your most confident your most outgoing this phase is perfect for doing anything where you really need to step into a leadership role and for really embracing your leadership so any planning and brainstorming and things you did in the follicular stage, your ovulation stage is actually a great stage to action those because now you're in that confidence of actually, you're not just thinking about doing these things anymore. You've got the confidence to go out and action them. Go get that done. Go get shit done. Basically, book in anything that you need to do that requires you to step into a leadership role or that takes a bit of guts or anything like that, this is a great stage to do that. So it's basically the third week of your cycle after your period. So yeah, anything that requires you to be in your power. And if you do, when you do feel like this, it, it can kind of sometimes catch you off guard if you don't realise that this is part of your cycle and that the ovulation, the ovulation stage of your cycle is where you do feel the most confident and empowered it can be really confusing because you'll you'll find yourself thinking, and I used to think this all the time before I did the research on this, is one minute you think, oh my gosh, I was so down and out two weeks ago. I'm so on top of the world right now. Why do I not feel on top of the world all the time? What is wrong with me? I used to think that. I used to think, holy crap, I know you're supposed to be, you know, sleepy and bloated on your period, but Jesus, how come two weeks ago I felt like a queen and now I'm just like, ugh, put me in trackies and time to the couch. And this is why. So what I don't want you to do is have these queen moments when you're ovulating and then come out of it and be like down and out and just thinking, oh my God, where did my confidence go? I've lost my confidence. This I'm, I must be useless or terrible. Like don't take this as a reflection of you. This high confidence, 
it comes with the ovulation. It doesn't always stick around. Some months are going to be higher than others. Some other months you might find you don't even really feel like you step that much into that confident power and that is fine as well. Obviously, the mindset side of things here is that we can take more control of our mindsets if we want to, which is something I'm going to be talking on and coaching on a lot more. So stay tuned for more info about that. But basically, you want to be really using this time to get those powerful things done that you want to get done. Those big, bold moves you need to take, this is the time to do them. Healthy eating is obviously going to be super easy because you're feeling great and when you're feeling great you want to keep feeling great and your body subconsciously knows that the way to feel great is is I nearly said is sugar is non-sugary non-processed foods so you know the nutrient dense unprocessed whole foods your body knows that they make it feel amazing your brain's going to keep telling you that it wants the comfort food from the unhealthy processed sugary fatty foods But deep down, your subconscious knows healthy foods make you feel good. So when you already do feel good, your your body is actually going to keep asking you for those healthy foods. So it's much easier to stick to healthy eating when you are ovulating because you already feel amazing. And obviously exercise. You're going to feel your most motivated to exercise in this particular week. Obviously, don't let the fact that you feel less motivated in other weeks hold you back from pushing yourself. But this is going to be the week where it's going to be easy to really hit those PBs, to really do exceed yourself and and do workouts and pull workouts out that you didn't even know you were capable of doing. So really embrace this time. Really embrace this time to really push those boundaries and push those limits and explore what you're capable of physically with your workouts as well. Because if you find, if you, or at least realizing this, knowing that your ovulation phase in your cycle is a great time to really push for PBs. Now you know you can do that. You can identify that and you can say, you know what, I'm going to keep using my ovulation phase to really push myself forward more and more in my fitness and whatever else it is you want to do in life every time. And you might find that you'll see yourself doing this in your ovulation phase. You'll see yourself exceeding your expectations. You'll start exceeding your expectations in all of the other phases as well. So really use this as kind of like your benchmark setter for finding out what you're capable of. I I love using it for that. I notice when I'm in my ovulation phase, I'll go and do something. I'm like, yeah, I did that. I know I can do that now. And then even in one of my other phases, I'll be like, hey, I did that when I was ovulating. So I can do this now. So yeah, I I love using it for that. So I hope you girls get to do that too and, and see the benefits for yourself as well. So then we have the luteal stage, which is stage four. And this is basically the wind down. This is where we, we come off our ovulation high and we start to go back into our little comfort zone of getting ready to go back onto our period. So it's almost like seasons, isn't it? It's like your period is winter and then you've got, uh, wait, how does it go? Winter, spring, summer, autumn. (laughs) I've lived in Melbourne for the last four years and we have every different season in a different order every day. So I forget. But anyway, we start in winter, you go to autumn and then you've got summer at the top. Summer's amazing. And then it goes autumn. It's like, oh, it's cold again. And then did I say winter and autumn? I meant to say winter, spring, summer. And then you've got autumn and winter again. Oh my goodness me, I just ruined that analogy. But you get what I mean. So basically, we're starting out in in the cold, drizzly, 
yucky winter. We go into spring, things start looking up. We get to summer, life is amazing. We go back into winter and we can tell that we go back into autumn and we can tell that winter is coming again. I can't get it right, so I'm going to stop trying to use that analogy. You get what I mean. Anyway, the luteal stage is basically autumn. Did she get it right? I think she did. So, <laughs> estrogen and testosterone are starting to drop and progesterone starts to rise again. So, we start to, the energy levels start to dip, the brain functionality starts to slow down, the body is preparing itself for the period to begin and we start feeling very relaxed, very not quite so go, 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 not quite so jumping out of our comfort zone ready kind of thing and it's totally fine. It can be really hard in this phase because what because this is probably one of the biggest shifts in feelings and hormones and emotions that we go through in the whole period. Because obviously when it is your period, you know it is, so it feels hard, like it hits you like a bus sometimes, but you know that that's why. Whereas the luteal stage, it's not like there's anything happening to your body where it just says, hey, we're switching down. It's just like all of a sudden you're a queen and you're like, I'm in my ovulation phase. I'm on top of the world. And then a few days later, you're like, holy crap, I don't even want to want to get out of bed today. And that's because the hormones are starting to shift and you've just literally gone the polar opposites of feeling so amazing to all of a sudden that feeling is gone. And now you're like, hang on a sec, why do I feel like I just want to kind of chill? again why where's my confidence gone like it can be really hard to have those that shift of feelings and especially if you don't know what's causing it it can be really tough because you'll actually start to go inwards and think oh god I'm not very consistent then am I like I just can't even keep my own confidence high like what's wrong with me why is my confidence just dipped when you realize that it's actually your hormone levels that are causing it and that it's not you it's much easier to tolerate and think okay I get it I know what my body's doing it's not me it's not my fault I'm not a hopeless person I'm just going through a natural cycle so in this particular phase it's actually a really good idea to tie off loose ends so if there's anything that you were doing before when you were in your follicular and your um, ovulation stages, anything that you were planning, that you were halfway through getting done that maybe didn't quite get done, your luteal stage is actually a great time to at least, if you can, make lists of what you want to do next time when you're feeling back into your power or if you can, finish off whatever it was you were doing quickly before your period comes and your brain starts to shut down on you again. So it's a really great time to sort of close off those loose ends. Um, it is, this is obviously where you're going to start feeling your PMS symptoms as well. So the moodiness, the bloating, and it's all purely just down to the shifts that are happening in your hormones and your body basically preparing for what's going to happen with, you know, your uterus shedding its lining and all of those things. Amazing. Guys, if you're listening, well welcome to the party. <laughs> but it's it's really handy to understand that that is what causes those emotions and you might start feeling the sugar cravings start to come back in again but being mindful that that is why can really help you to avoid actually reaching those sugary foods because 
One of the main reasons I think it's so hard to avoid cravings is because we think that cravings are a weakness and we just think, oh, I'm craving food, so I mustn't be very motivated to stay healthy. Stop it. I'll just wait till my motivation's back. And you reach for the sugar and then you're like, I'll start my diet again Monday. But when you actually realize, hang on a sec, I'm craving this food because my body's starting to wind down. My hormones are changing and I'm actually going through a stage where my body is struggling for energy and that's why it's asking for those foods. It's not because I'm weak. So I'm going to choose a more nutritious option to help my body through this phase. It can be really, it can make it a lot more easy to make that decision and actually make a healthier choice when your body's craving that fast energy that it doesn't actually need. So yeah, so the sugar cravings are going to start to come back in, but just being mindful of them will help you avoid them. And exercise, again, whatever feels best for you. But if you're if you were in the gym last week and you hit a PB on leg press and then this week you're like, oh my God, my warm-up weight is now my max, you are not failing. Don't let the difference in your strength abilities between different stages of your cycle get you down because you are going to feel differences in your strength and your physical output ability. So you can't compare what you were capable of when you were in your prime ovulating to how you feel when you're just about to start your next period. You shouldn't be consistently that strong right the way through. I mean, obviously, highly trained athletes and people like that, people who have been actually training with precision can stay a bit more consistent. But for the most part, our bodies are going to vary in their strength capacity from time to time in our cycle. I'm actually sometimes for me, and it can vary for you as well, Um, you might find that one time you feel strongest on your period and the next time you feel strongest when you're ovulating. For me, sometimes I actually knock out my best PBs when I'm on my period and I don't know why. Sometimes it just happens and and sometimes I actually think it's because I'm on my period. I go into the gym thinking, oh, today is not the day. We're not hitting a PB today. I'm on my period. I'm just going to go through the motions. And that's because I took the pressure off. Then I get into the gym, I get into the motion and I'm like, oh yeah, we're here. Let's do this. Let's push. And then I push and out comes a PB. That could happen for you as well. Like your cycle does not necessarily have to follow these rules exactly, but understanding that this is the generalization of what should, what you should expect and what generally happens can really help you to sort of work with your body to get the best out of it so if you find that you're in your luteal stage you know two weeks ago you were smashing out pbs this week you're like nah my warm-up weight is now my max working weight then that's totally fine do not get down you are not failing also in the same breath if you walk in and you smash out more than what your last pb was fantastic don't walk into the gym in your luteal stage and go oh it's my luteal stage I'm not going to hit a pb today and then not try if you know what I mean like don't not push just because you think you won't be able to because of the stage of your cycle that you're in essentially so then once you're at the end of your luteal stage obviously your period's going to show up and you're back at the bottom of the circle and we are we have now gone full circle through all four stages of your menstrual cycle. So we pretty much covered what's going on in your body through each stage, what you can expect to feel mood-wise, what the best thing to do for yourself to take care of your brain and your body in those stages is, and also the best ways to eat and the best ways to exercise when you are going through each stage to get the most out of your body 
so that you can actually use your menstrual cycle as a superpower instead of having one to two good weeks throughout your cycle and then the next two weeks just being complete write-offs every time. Because if you think about it like that, two out of four is 50% and that's 50% of your adult life as a write-off. And we don't want that. You girls are powerful. You girls are super. And I want to help you get the best out of your bodies every damn day. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful. I know when I first did my research on this, and anyone who's been following me for a while will know I've been through a roller coaster with my menstrual cycle, being misdiagnosed with PCOS and all sorts of things. I've now taken back complete control of my period through obviously proper diet and exercise, but I became really interested in all of this. And when I found this all out and started looking at how I felt some of these changes and then how I also felt them in different ways to what was typically prescribed in um, studies and articles and things like that, I thought I really wanted to bring this to you girls. I teach this to my FitFam girls a lot. So I really hope you have found it helpful. That is it from me for today. As always, fam, if you got value from this episode, and you know someone who you think would also benefit from hearing this, please do not keep it from them. Please share it with them so they can benefit from it as well. Tell them to jump on, find us on Spotify, Apple or Google. And if you've got time, I would absolutely love it if you would leave us a kind review, five-star review so that we can go to the top of all of the searches when people look for health and fitness podcasts so that we can get out there more and reach and help more people. And of course, if you've got any questions from today's episode, please do not hesitate to reach out to me on DMs. I will drop the link to my Instagram in the show notes for you. And I look forward to hearing from you if there's anything that, any feedback from the episode or any questions that you want to ask. That's it from me, fam. I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and got value from this episode. If you did, please remember to hop over to the review section and leave us a five-star review to help us reach and inspire more people to live their best lives. Also, remember any links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes for you now. I cannot wait to speak to you again in the next episode.